Are you totally different when it comes to sex and copulation? Have you judged yourself out of receiving pleasure? Have you judged yourself into receiving pleasure in certain ways and excluded other ways? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How has your sex life or lack of it affected other areas of your life? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready. Ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of the Pleasure Zone, Pleasure Diva, and Body Whisperer, Milica Yelenich. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pleasure Zone. I want to thank you guys for listening now and whenever you're listening to this because it's pretty darn cool that you keep choosing to come back, which inspires me to keep choosing to create these shows, even if the topics are crazy, like mechanical sex, because that's pretty crazy. And tonight is specifically called Electric Lovers. This is part one. We're also going to have part two next week, because as I started to look at this, I was like, wow, I could probably talk about just one part of this part one for an hour because I talk a lot, and I think my husband would attest to that. He just puts up with it, and then he leaves for a while, so he doesn't have to hear me talk a lot. Okay, enough of that. And um, So why do I have this show? It's a great question. Thanks for asking. I have this show because I love talking about bodies. I love talking about pleasure, and it's really fun for me to do that. So... Uh, you know, one of the things I do in life is I actually work on bodies. It's my like specialty du jour uh, and for life, actually. It's been my thing that I work on bodies physically and energetically to create more ease in many different ways. So um, the pleasure zone just seems like a very natural thing for me to talk about. So we talk about all kinds of things on this program. And tonight I have a guest, actually. I have a guest. His name is not on the um, title because he's my surprise guest. And uh, we were just chatting the other day, and we're both getting a good little laugh about um, this topic. So I invited him to come and join me tonight and discuss all things mechanical sex when it comes to electric lovers because next week has a subtitle that's different. So tonight's electric lovers, well, welcome, Mr. J-Man from Caveman Crossing. How's it rocking? Welcome uh, to the show. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I was about to uh, have sex with a bagel and pop it in the toaster, but I figured this was a good balance is- to get me into that space, you know, learn the cool. boundaries. That's- yeah. So not sex with the toaster, but just sex with the bagel before it goes I in the toaster. I think it's better. I think, yeah, I'm so confused about the electrical aspect of it all. You know, they got to iron out the kinks. I think so. So, you know, as I was looking at this topic, it was kind of funny to me. Like, for thousands of years, we've managed, we've managed until about the 1800s, we've managed to pull off having sex with uh, people, Right. And now, all of a sudden, come the 1800s uh, with the invention of the first vibrator, all of a sudden, we're having sex with electric things, you know? And those first vibrators were plugged into the wall, which amazes me that more women weren't, like, electrified. But it's pretty wild to think that for so many centuries, we got by just fine with bodies and touch. Like, 
what do you think it's changing for bodies to, you know, move away from sex with bodies to sex with mechanical things? I think it's just a natural progression, you know, the ease of access is uh, kind of where it's going. This is kind of my sense of it all. And I'm not sure what it was the intrigue with the mechanical aspect. Maybe it's judgment-free. Hmm. That's true. I mean, you can get a vibrator, and it's it's not going to judge whether you're wet enough or this enough. Or, you know, you might judge the vibrator for not working as much as you'd like it to or something. But, <laughs> yes, there is... There is the aspect that it is judgment-free, unless they start training these um, things to judge us, right? And then that would be interesting. It could be like, hey, sexy, which is a judgment, or hey, you know, you ugly bitch. Like, if it had an opinion, then <laughs> yes, it might change it up a bit. Robots so, with an so you're saying on the end of the vibrator, it's going to have like a little speaker that interacts with you and say, hey, I didn't want to go in here. <laughs> no, exactly. stop it. Well, I actually had a brilliant idea like that, and it was like vibrators that would um, that would actually give you like a playback interaction. So, you you could put anybody's voice in it. So, for example, you could have my voice in a vibrator going, "Oh yeah, you're doing a good job. You keep going. Oh yeah, that feels good." And like that, right? Like, and I thought it would be a lot of fun to have um, vibrators that would talk to you. And then I found out that they have ones that you can like put iPad. You know, you can put your iPad music or iPod music into. I was like, oh, well, it's not quite the same as one talking to you, mm-hmm. but kind of, it could, you know, you could double it up, that concept. So, yeah, kind of, it's kind of funny to me, um, even though I like educating people about sex and the use of uh, different mechanical things, I'm far more interested in, in bodies themselves than... Um, what fascinates me is the use of mechanical things more than personally using them. And when I looked up the robot stuff, I noticed that most of the robots are women. Did you notice that? I, I did notice a slight uh, leaning towards the more female dolls, things like that. However, I did notice a few add-ons. You can do the she-male aspect of it. So they're, oh, they're she-male, getting... nice. Yeah, there's a few men. You know, 100% men dolls, I saw, but it's mainly women-based. But is that tying in that's just the market? Like, do you think a lot of women are going out there buying male sex dolls? No, I think partly for, you know, women, I think the whole sex dolls would be more... So I think for women, you you get your vibrator, right? Guys might want more to touch. They might want more... They might want uh, more body to play with. So they might want the boobs and everything else to play with where like yeah women can be sort of more concentrated i guess with the toy uh although personally i'd rather have the person right so it's funny like i'd rather have a full-on body probably if i was going to go for something like that i would go for the the full-on uh robotic man that or woman like i'd want the full body uh not just uh but i I get that a lot of people wouldn't choose that because there's thousands of dollars yeah, they're, they're close a huge to investment. Yeah, the ones I did for research purposes only um, was uh, <laughs> so just for about ten thousand. <laughs> yeah, research only. I, I'm actually going to launch a GoFundMe campaign later. <laughs> you know, that's awesome. But uh, yeah, it's it can be. But I think that's also the cost of uh, 
the realism and the details and it's very like arts like the on that one particular site um which i don't know if we want to do a product shout out on these ones but if you actually look into yeah, it it's actually quite, for sure yeah the real dolls one like the the craftsmanship on you know and even the evolution of how the guy behind that website originally just wanted to make realistic mannequins and then one thing led to another and then people started asking is like well can i get little custom designs and can i get how autonomically correct is this then he's like well I had a feeling that this is where it'd be going, and he just embraced that. He just jumped right in and said, "All right, I guess I'm making full-on sex dolls here." Yeah, they're really or impressive. Companion, companion dolls. Companion dolls. dolls. Yeah, yeah. And in some ways, you know, I was looking at to me like in my own thoughts, like what are some of the benefits of a doll over a person? Like, there's lots of benefits of a person. The inter the the human interaction, obviously, right? You get like actual touch sensation um, mm-hmm. and response from another person. But there's some super benefits to these dolls when you think about it, right? And we kind of talked about that the other night. Uh, we were talking about how it's like because uh, you had a great idea, and we're not going to share it on here, but because uh, somebody will take you it. You can and invest, run. sure. Your audience can sure. invest in this idea if they want to. Yes, but it's but Jonathan's we'll, we'll, idea. We'll it. <laughs> it's J-Man's um, idea. So. Yeah, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, and I think there is something to that. I think, uh, you know, with technology um, advancing, um, it's only a matter of time before it's more integrated into these dolls. So like you said, there is uh, um, feedback on it. So if you are... Um, whatever you're doing with it, uh, whether you're just having a conversation, drinking a tea, you can actually have a conversation and maybe through tapping in with a, uh, a Surrey type personality that connects into the internet. Like you can, you can have insightful conversations with your doll. I think that'd be uh, quite handy. Maybe, maybe there's uh people that do do that. They buy these dolls and they don't actually engage with them on a physical sense, but they're just like the idea of having them, sitting there and watching TV and they have their bed and you have your bed. And I think there's a lot of that. I mean, I can get that. I mean, I have a puppet, right? And she's very entertaining. So I get that, like, you might want to have, like, an actual mechanical doll. I, You know, I'm cool with having a puppet that's there that chats with me while we watch movies and my daughter and her puppet. And, you know, we have conversations with our puppets. (laughs) But... I hadn't considered, you know, having an actual, like, robot sitting there with me. Um, I could see a lot of benefits, though, to having, like, the robot sitting there in your house so it can even, like, appear like somebody's always home, right? Because they are so realistic. And if you've got your things timed, right, like, they can be used for, um, you know, prevention of, of, like, home break-ins, right? You've got you've got your robot sitting around, kind of like in Home Alone. You get your mannequin robots standing and sitting around. And mm. then people drive yeah. by and they're like, oh, there's somebody watching TV, right? And they look real. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot of benefits. Mm-hmm. Well, have you ever seen uh, that film, Lars and the Real Girl, where he no. actually... Yeah, it's a really great, great actor is in it. But uh, this guy, he essentially picks up a mannequin, falls in love with a mannequin and brings it around with him everywhere. And and uh, that's kind of how he processes what he's going through. And he treats it just like a girlfriend, uh, takes it out to dinner, takes it out to the movies, takes it out all over. And this is quite the interesting film if anyone's looking for a uh, 
a fun date night with their puppets. Or, <laughs> you know. Puppets or mannequin dolls. I think that's kind of fun because you, you can have this date and like she doesn't cost anything, but she can be sitting there with you at dinner. Looks fabulous. She's basically eye candy and doesn't eat. Like a lot of women that I know will just like try and be eye candy and not eat for whatever reason. It's not that <laughs> different than a lot of women I know. So it's kind of cool mm-hmm. when you think about it. <laughs> so, so I wonder, yeah, I wonder, you know, when it does come down to the biofeedback, you know, you can get pretty extreme. So now we've got these mannequin dolls that are looking pretty realistic. It, it's sort of like this level of like, AI, right? That artificial intelligence mm-hmm. movie. It's like as they start to develop and we get biofeedback, then and then there's all this other integrative technology that might be put into them um, to the point where they may actually have, at some point in the future, we might actually have like artificial intelligence, like full on, where you know we could be like fully having conversations, like you were saying, not even Surrey, but these things might be programmed to be fully automated on every level to have conversations and relationships with. Yeah, and I've seen things based on where the market's going with uh, virtual reality, and I think it's only a natural progression because maybe you can have your ongoing personality with you on a smartwatch, and then you bring it back to the bedroom and plug it into this uh, other equipment. Um, But they even have, like, well, even you look at the educational tools and how people, like you said, using technology. Um, there's a, an app out there where these guys are literally licking their phone, learning how to give oral sex better and based on where their tongue is touching the touch screen. So I think, I think you sent that to me. Did I? I think you sent that video to me. Yeah, I've seen it. It was either that's you or... That's kind of how I you sent my me. I yeah. came across this video for research purposes. I'm like your secret researcher. It's true, you are. I know, you're forever sending me ideas, which I love. I didn't even get a producer. I'm going to have to talk to the team about this. I really should, right? Like (laughs) This this episode was collaborated with the J-Man from Caveman Crossing. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's true. I think over the last couple of years, you've probably sent me a good 20 topics. It's pretty funny. Yep, he's the silent R&D guy. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm just like text all in the background. My presence contributes. <laughs> yeah, you just you, like you get you get credit silently over Skype conversations. Thanks and a lot for that. <laughs> that's I do it for the fans. You're listening. <laughs> oh, awesome. we're talking so about we're royalty gonna... checks, and then Lucy shows up. Yeah, but when I've got some royalty checks to share with you, darling, so in there. <laughs> so we're going to head to break now. When we come back from this commercial, we're going to talk more about these crazy mechanical sexy things that are so interesting to me when we come back. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself 
yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melissa every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. have you been waiting to uncloak your magic to allow the magic within you to rise and catalyze into an extraordinary life deep down you know is possible live your magic is a two and a half day experience that will move you beyond your mind ignite your body and activate the magic that is you if you are ready to radically tap into your desires generate more aliveness in your body and your life then join us at a live your magic event somewhere in the world go to megansolito.com and click on events to learn more today that's m-e-g-a-n-s-i-l-l-i-t-o This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melissa Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MelissaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Yelenich. Tonight's topic is mechanical sex, and we're talking about electric lovers tonight. And I thought I'd bring on my friend, the J-Man from Caveman Crossing, to talk about this, because we had a conversation the other day that was just making us laugh about robots and robots having, you know, as sex partners. So, it just sounded like a fun thing to bring him on because it's like he's probably done more research for um, what were we saying research for me like he loves doing uh, he'll pass me over research all the time so he was doing research on my behalf which Lord love you for it <laughs> I love that <laughs> Lord Tundra and Jesus thank you so much for that <laughs> so we. We've been chatting a little bit about um, mechanical sex, like the different ways people have gone from um, actual touch with people to now we're as technology increases and as electricity has come into our lives, how that's actually affected our sex lives. Like it's affected us by the use of the original vibrator. That's the original mechanical lover to now these super sophisticated sex robots, sex bots. Um, and and what they can do, and we're looking at like what is the possible future with like artificial intelligence with sex bots, because what a what a crazy concept! Like you know, we could be able to code if you consider this. Like we could actually be able to code um, a lover with and and have them specifically designed to be the body type that we like. Um, everything like the perfect if we're really looking at the perfect ideal and then you could code their personality to be in tune with yours so that it could have the biofeedback that anytime somebody says this this is the response they're looking for and it, what a great way to have the perfect relationship for people looking for that and I wonder how many people right now are choosing these sex robots in order to have the perfect relationship like Jonathan, from a from a like a dude's perspective, I'm gonna call you a dude. 
from a dude's perspective, which is like a pimple on the ass of a donkey, right? But you're more than that to me. And I'm just wondering, uh, would it it be more fun to actually have a relationship with a robot that doesn't, like, argue back? Like, what what are some of the other benefits you see other than, we kind of didn't say it, but I mean, like, lack of STDs is a great one, too, right? And and what else? Well, you still got to be about. concerned about getting a, a virus with a sex robot. It's just that's you're just, you're <laughs> oh, good just a different virus. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 different virus. oh yeah. Um, yeah. You know, there's definitely a lot of like you said perks because, like we said, okay, based on some independent research, you know, you're looking at about ten thousand dollars. Cost of a girlfriend, like a serious girlfriend dating, you go out to the movies, that's practically 50 bucks right there. Okay, so it's uh, it adds up fast. I think economically you're, you're kind of ahead of the game, um, although I'm sure there's some maintenance and upkeep costs uh, either way. Um, my concern is once you start adding the future of where these robots are going, uh, and then you start maybe licensing personalities, like we talked about that, getting the uh, very own... Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, a, a sex robot AI personality uh, in there. Um, I can see it adding up and being a little bit more concerning because I think the more involved we get with the technology, it actually creates a lot of disconnection uh, from the physical aspect of it all. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's... I can see so if wondering- you're up in Alaska and on, like, some... Ray, or you have, you're totally disconnected. All right, here's the designated sex bot. <laughs> you know, someone. So you've got like a room with a sex bot for all the guys on board, and you just have to like spray her down, or like you were saying, hose her out, and then you're good to go, right? <laughs> Next guy goes in to the sex bot room on those ships. I think every ship should have a sex bot. You know, they could have that at college campuses. You know, just throw right? one in some random bed and might reduce some uh, date rate. There you go. See, it's really uh, you good. Know what? Itself. I, I think you're on to something. <laughs> it's just, just right there, right? You could have the male and female Is that really Megan ones. or is that Megan's sex bot? Um, Megan's sex bot, but you can't tell until she doesn't talk back. There you go. <laughs> good. <laughs> so there's there's uh, this whole aspect of having um, losing kind of touch with, with people, right? With The more we are using technology, there is this kind of idea that we're kind of losing touch with people and I've heard people talk about like the you know the more you use porn uh, for men like the more they use porn the kind of more they get out of touch with uh, actual you know like sex with women and then it kind of can mess up their mind Um, I won't ask you about your usage of porn and how that's affected you because that's personal Jonathan we can talk about that later but Mm -hmm. I'm looking at like for, for women for example um, I know somebody who had like sh- sure pretty much her her thing is is vibrators like for years and years and years and years and years she was like a vibrator user and then when it came down to like having intercourse it was actually not um, it wasn't that fun for her she was so used to mechanical stimulation that like human interaction it feels so different right so she it it, it was hard for her to kind of uh, be with that person. Um, yeah, and I'm definitely not going to name names because uh, the chances are slim that she'll ever listen to this show, but you never know. <laughs> and it's uh, I just found it fascinating because 
I've spoken to the person that was her lover and his comment on that was like, it was just awkward because you could never really um, be close to the person because she was so used to just the mechanical stimulation. So it's kind of, yeah, okay, cool. So in the chat room, Keisha's read a bit on that as well. And I think they're great additions, but when you start letting them take over your life, like if you let any technology kind of like, take over your life you know if you're sitting and um you know playing video games all day and it's taken over your life and then you have no you, you basically have just killed yourself in favor of technology right and so i think if you're gonna like only use vibrators all the time and i'm a fan of vibrators i sell vibrators um and I'll even say to people, like, this is not a replacement for, like, getting the lover. Like, this is just fun. Add it to your life, right? So if we could add these mechanical robots to our lives, like, what if the robot is, you know, like, okay, you know, you're, you and your partner are looking to have a threesome instead of, like, getting that other person involved or whatever and having the awkwardness of that. You've got your sex robot, right? Mm-hmm have fun with that you could rent like an army of robots and have an orgy if you wanted yeah definitely and i like what uh, keisha said in the chat how toys are the addition to rather than the substitute for and it it is like you said a slippery slope in a lot of different ways um, because if someone does find that perhaps the mechanical aspect takes them to those levels uh, that they just can't get with their current lover maybe one they have a bad lover um, but it just seems like, you know, maybe finding ways to uh, substitute or um, involve everyone in. I like what you were saying there just now about, um, you know, like you said, having a, the sex doll there. And it's like, oh, so it's kind of a loop around for a threesome there. Um, I think with uh, technology and the way it's going, <clears throat> uh, especially uh, augmented reality and um, more and more with technology, maybe there is that space where, through distance and the use of uh, accessories or, you know, sex robots or whatever the case is, uh, where someone on another end could perhaps remotely control or have um, more interaction. So there is, like, that ability of, like, oh, I can tell what you're doing on the uh, sensors, on the sex doll over here, based on uh, what they're interpreting of these signals through um, their senses on the other end, on their doll, or whatever the case is. Like these are, leave that up to the uh, IT guys because we all know they're they're working on it. But I do like the fact <laughs> that the natural progression because I think people have always been fascinated, like you said, with uh, some level of tying in machines in there. I know a lot of women that ride a motorcycle because it gives them crazy orgasms. Uh, they just really like that. They like the vibration of it all. Um, is that I hadn't considered that. Their motorcycle? No. Wow. Why? But it's a machine giving them True. that perk. There's a lot of growing men that uh, have gladly put their uh, dicks in the vacuum cleaner. Uh, True. Why? I'm not sure. I think it's just have there. You? <laughs> have you stuck uh, it in a vacuum? Yeah, well, oh, totally. Oh, yeah. Have you really? Yeah. That's so cool. I love that. I didn't know you have. I, I love that you... Have you really? For real? Yeah. 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 I don't even believe you. You don't believe me. No, because I don't think you'd even need to. Like, you're forever getting opportunities to stick it in real people, <laughs> so I, I don't even know why you'd stick it in I vacuum. do have a lot of good stories. 
Yeah. <laughs> you, you do. I, I think you might have heard them. I don't think you've actually done them, but nice. That was a good try, though. Man. Yeah, so the That's appeal like of the, the vacuum cleaner. Really? Well, the vacuum's interesting because we were discussing this uh, about a week and a half ago. My uncle was down, and what else in our family? We discuss weird medical shit because half my fam- family is like, like nurses, doctors, and stuff like that. So it's like everybody's talking about the weirdest thing they've seen lately. That's the kind of conversations we have. And um, my my mom was talking about uh, a woman that's, that comes into our office, and she's a nurse, and she works in the Emerge. And this man had come in with a vacuum, like, suctioned onto his penis, and, and it couldn't get mm. removed. And so they had oh. to cut the ho- And he couldn't hide it. He couldn't hide the hose, right? It's like they, they bring him in on a stretcher, hose is, like, dragging behind, and they have to cut the hose off, right? Well, they don't know where his penis ends, right? So they have to cut up the long way. And it's taking quite, I mean, they cut up to about a, a foot, right? And then they got to cut up the long way. I can see way. the guy saying, no, no, it's a little bit farther than that. <laughs> right. It's more That's than just, a foot. It's more than a much foot. And it's going to be extra swollen because now it's like putting it into like a penis pump, right? So they get engorged more than usual. Um, well, and, and the guy has a wife. That's the thing. That was the funny part of the story. It's like it, he all he kept on saying to the nurse was, "Please don't call my wife. Please don't call my wife." And <laughs> it was apparently like a, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was apparently like a new vacuum, and she really loved the vacuum too. So it was like, oh, he was he was so fucked. <laughs> Literally. I think he just voided the terms of service. You know, the warranty on it is is definitely. <laughs> you can't take that. Definitely gone there. Well, I hope it wasn't a Dyson. No. Those are expensive. Yeah. Well, if it, if, if it was a Costco membership, they have a pretty good easy return policy, no matter what. That's true. You just but. go. I'm sorry. I stuck my penis in that. Oh, okay. That happens every week. No problem. We can just <laughs> fix this up for you here. Put it in this cart with the rest of them. Yeah. It's not like. It's not like dudes like stick their penis into a blender, right? Like they don't do stupid shit like that. So. Like, but the vacuum's pretty darn stupid. Like, I don't, I don't, I just don't get well, it. I me and this one man, we had an insightful conversation about whisks. And uh, whisks. Yeah. Like, like that you whisk like like other. But this would be more now, now curious. Yeah, I'll have to tell you that story another another time. I'm not sure how it quite blends in. Okay. But. Because it's mechanical. <laughs> so, it is mechanical. It was in a, was it an electric whisk? Mm, that's uh, depending on the path you get. But it it is interesting. Like you said, a lot of people in the ER, the stories they see and people just saying like, oh, I got this. I'm just going to try. Oh, the dildo got sucked in. I'm going to pitch it um, The next device I find in the kitchen to try and get it out. And then before you know it, they're just screwed. <laughs> Utterly screwed. Totally. <laughs> totally. It's, it's pretty funny. And, uh, even like women losing things inside their vagina, right? So losing sometimes, yes, it's true. Like women will lose. I don't know how you lose these things in your vagina, but man, my my mom. I guess when I was uh, when my mom was pregnant with me, or she was giving birth to me, she was bored in hospital for a few days after. So she started asking random crazy questions, questions like I would ask, and she asked one of the nurses, "What's the?" What's the weirdest thing you ever found in a woman's uh, vagina? You know, other than like babies, because my mom always thought babies were weird enough as it is. So she's like, well, what else have you found in vaginas? 
And uh, this is the most disgusting story coming up, guys, so if you don't want to hear it, turn away now. So apparently this woman was a bit of a hoarder, and she also had a fascination with um, critters. And she mm. had a thing with... Um, she had a, she had a she had a very bad funk about her. The nurse was like she smelled very funky, and we didn't know why. So the woman apparently would stick bread inside her vagina, and it would rot and get moldy. Well, yeah, you can never unhear this, Keisha. You can never unhear this. Then apparently a mouse found its way into her vagina and burrowed in, and was hanging out in there. And when they flushed out her vagina, they found tons of bread and a mouse inside of her. And all she said to the nurses was, oh, there he is. And they and she wanted to put the mouse back. She felt sorry for him. Obviously, she had a mental disorder of some sort. It's like I, I well, mice to begin with make me want to hurl, never mind inside my vagina. So, yeah, that's pretty mechanically weird. But <laughs> I'm going to call that mechanical, damn it, because I just told the story on the mechanical show. So somehow I'm going to add to that she used an electric razor. There you go. It's mechanical now. Um, I used to do that, actually. Yeah, I'd use an electric razor to shave my partner, and then you'd just have fun with the electric razor at the same time. So there you go. That's how that story got blended in. Nice. Thank you. That worked we, really well. We saved the show just before break. <laughs> That was great. Well, my mom was telling us this story as we're having dinner, and we're eating, like, pasta with sauce and bread. And my mom's telling the bread story. And I'm like, yeah, this might actually make me vomit. I don't usually vomit, but that one, that one was on par for vomit. So, and Ziva's just sitting there mortified. She's like, what? Like, I chose this family? They tell this craziest fucking stories at supper time <laughs> so, yes yes we do and uh, that's when yes many stories mechanically strange stories come out and and so what other mechanical devices other than vibrators and actual robots are people choosing um, to utilize on their bodies like I'm sure there are other ones right just think about it for a bit I know uh, when I was Younger, I didn't have a vibrator per se, but you know, it was big in the 90s that you could get like these hand massagers. And I actually bought a hand massager for my hands until somebody was like, Yeah, right. And I was like, Oh, I guess I could use it for something else. And then I was kind of like, Eh, that's okay. Like, but I've always been the person who like prefers, um, like physical stimulation more, like hand to hand, hand to body contact. So but there's absolutely, I don't have a point of view. If you guys are all about the mechanicals, cool. And how lucky are you to be born in an era, to have a body that's born in an era that you have access to this stuff, that if you prefer an electric lover, that you can have an electric lover, that you couldn't have had, you know, you could have had a vibrator, but you couldn't have had a robot lover 25, 30 years ago, right? So how lucky is this electronic generation that loves electronics and technology that they can go out and buy themselves the $10,000 girlfriend? It's pretty sweet. Pretty smart. You get it rush delivered from Amazon. Thanks, Amazon. <laughs> right? I wonder what kind of box they come in. Like a coffin in case they uh, can It's very much a coffin. Like, it looks like a big, 
Yeah, it's like a crate, almost like a coffin. Cool. Mm-hmm. But obviously she has her own bed to sleep in or she sleeps in the bed with the guy or whatever. I can't quite imagine like showing up at somebody's house and there's his mechanical robot girlfriend sitting on the sofa. And he's like, hi, I want you to meet, you know, Fernanda. And you're like, what the what? Fernanda. And she's a doll. And he's all like feeling up the doll. I, I think I love puppets, man. So that'd be a hard call. I might be like... All right, I like puppets. I'll stick around for a bit. It, it'd just be a little bit awkward if the guy's now by the fridge and it's like, hey, Renanda and I were talking and she'd really be interested in a threesome with you right now. <laughs> like, yeah, see, that I think would be a little far. But, I mean, I've I've gone pretty weird with the puppet, I have to say. I, like, I make Kiki flirt with Mike all the time. And he puts up with it. God love him. He's freaking weird. And Kiki's flirted with you before too, and you've put up with that. So it's um, it's cool when somebody actually lets you flirt with your puppet. Um, and they might go away screaming later, but at least in that five moments, they're like with you. They're with you, and they're with your puppet because it can be weird. I'm sure. And Kiki doesn't have robotic parts in her, right? She's so alive, so it's not as weird. <laughs> Isn't it? It's got to be less weird, guys. It's got to be less. That's not a red flag. When when a woman brings out a puppet, that's not a red flag. That's just like, wow, she loves puppets. But if a guy brings out the robot and the robot wants to have a threesome with you, that's the red flag. If the robot doesn't want to well, have a threesome with you, you're good, right? Well, no, you're familiar with line. those those uh, sperm donation machines, right? We just what? no. Really? Yeah, it's essentially oh my God. about four feet Educate tall. Educate me. Yeah, it's about four feet tall. Like, can be pretty much set up anywhere, and it's just like a pulsating um, hole type thing to simulate the experience. But the idea is that uh, it's a lot better. I think it's almost better. I think that would actually encourage more sperm donation um, in general. But, yeah, they just have them set up. Um, they did uh, – I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Um, like in restrooms? You know, I, well, I guess if you were the restaurant owner and you wanted to, uh, you know, add some value added to the service, <laughs> I guess that would be kind of neat. Just going to go wash my hands. But uh, <clears throat> I'll be back I think it would be good. Don't I think, sperm. <laughs> well, so where are these mechanical? Time, we had telephone booths. We had telephone booths everywhere. And I think to some extent, if you brought that back, and it's just like... Yeah. Not necessarily an activation booth, because that's a little weird, but I think it was... That's uh, weird. You freaking learned That's weird, but the sperm donor booth is not weird. I want to know what... Well, yeah, you're holding on to the booth. There you go. You're just inserting. It's doing all the work. It's okay. It's it's totally fine. If the machine's doing all the work, it's fine. But if you have to, you know, work work up your own little sweat there, and I don't know. How do you you balance it all? Not too sure. So, can women go into these booths and have the same kind of fun, or like you're gonna have like something to ride in there? Like well, I don't know, <laughs> like a like a Sibian machine kind of sets up, right? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I think that would be. Otherwise, it's um, to me this is becoming very sexist. Like uh, quite men are once allowed. Like that's just not cool, J man. Like that's not cool. Like. If if you're gonna have jerk off machines for men all over the place, that's, that's got to be available. 
Absolutely. This is otherwise it's like then they should just abolish it completely. It's either equal I think it's because the programmers don't know how to successfully pleasure a woman. So they don't know the codes required. You know, there's a lot more advanced coding versus a, a guy. It's just one zero one zero one zero one zero. Oh, he's he's already come. But <laughs> it's uh, you know. You know, where's the machine there? You have a guy, you'd have to have a camera there and a guy in India or wherever, the control center monitoring thing with a heart monitor. It's like, okay, this works. Let's counter spiral this. And, uh, <laughs> counter spiral. <laughs> number eight, number yeah. eight, go, go, go. Stroke it to the yeah, left, 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 fast, faster, faster. You can do it, team. It's like an arcade booth with like 97 buttons on it and the guy, oh, yeah, a bunch of like wonderful. Uh, Japanese kids. There you go. That's how they'll recruit. You're really good You're with that recruit game. <laughs> a whole lot of Japanese kids who are going to tech school. I like it. And the kids are going to be in because they'll be like, I want to know about that. That is, it's a... It's, well, it you can actually like set up those arcades in Japan, and they just think it's a regular game. They throw quarters in, but they're right. actually controlling the Xbox in America. You know what? That's actually brilliant. <laughs> that's, that's actually really fun. And you could lose if the woman doesn't get off. And if you you do get her off, then you're like, whoa, ding, 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 ding. And you might get money. Like, you might actually earn money. Like, so she has to put in 50 bucks for the experience. And then if you win by giving her an orgasm, you get, like, half the money. Uh, it's I like mean, a little gambling added bonus. Yeah. This could totally be a movie, but we're forever creating movies. So I think this would be an excellent movie. And, and people, not only would they watch it, they'd want sequels to it. And they'd then want to be part of it. And they'd like, can I be the Japanese kid in the movie? Or can I be the woman in America? Like, who can well, I be? They 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 introduced that movie. Uh, if you've ever seen that Robin Williams movie, Toys, um, that's essentially what happened. His father had a toy factory uh the older brother was in the military the father died the older brother came in essentially militarized all these toys brought in all these kids to fly these drones and these uh these games and they're actually controlling actual war machines so it's the same concept um uh, and actually i remember the war robin machines williams, yeah robin's williams sister was a robot in in the movie so it uh practically writes itself you could uh you know, change yeah, it up. Take take that concept, just change it slightly. Yeah, and in Ender's Game, they did the same thing, right? It's like they mm -hmm. pretended like it was a game, but then it was actually like real war. So absolutely, just turn it into a sex my thing. Totally. Yeah, my concern is when these sex bots essentially become too drone, almost like Terminator. You know, they're like, uh, get sent like out. He, yeah, more Android-based, and then they can... You if you don't somehow. please them, they yeah. kill you, right? Like the ang they become like the angry whorebot, and then they're like, "Hey, you didn't pay for your services," and then they just shoot you, like because they're ruthless. They're going to be ruthless. I think to some extent, if it's the best lay of their life, I think that's a good trade-off. I think there'd be guys out there that'd be okay with dying after that, if it was quick and painless. But <laughs> like the sex was quick and painless too, I'm sure. But there's. There's a, yes, I think this is going into worlds that people have never even, like, considered when it comes to sex and technology, you know. there There is that, there is sort of a concept like that in place already, right, with the, I think it's, it has to be used on an iPhone, and then the other person wherever in the world. So one person has the 
uh, access to stimulate you wherever you are, and you just put on these sensors or these like vibrate things onto your uh, clit or your nipples or whatever, and they stimulate you through this iPhone app. So mm-hmm. that's kind of going on already. I already heard your brain, and I don't think it's appropriate that you send me that package, but you can. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think that's, like you said, um, it is an interesting thing. I'm kind of curious where the natural progression will go, especially with, you know, like you said, involving multiple players from distances. Um, I like to see with the future of augmented reality where that mm-hmm. technology will go. Because let's say you meet someone and it's like, you know, I don't like your face. I don't like your body. We're going to augment your reality here. So you look the way I want you to look like, um, you know, it's uh so tell Definitely me more about that. How is how is that different than virtual reality? Because they do have virtual reality sex stuff, right? Where you can put oh, yeah, on the yeah. sensors on your body and be stimulated. But augmented reality is what are they like um, planting like a, a, like a nanotechnology in your brain so you so you perceive things differently, or what is that? Well, you could do a couple different things. I guess you know, for example, with today's tech with Google Glass, um, although initially it was a big fail, but they're coming out again um you know there's elements at play that uh i I think it yeah just changes the perception it just changes and filters and overlay you look at people uh, scroll through facebook you'll see someone who has an augmented reality of like oh here's the digital cat or i'm a wizard and it's just um maps out their face and then presents a, a different image there um how that would work in a physical setting like mm-hmm. uh, might be a little bit different because I know if you're having intimacy with a partner who has a mask and it's like well, especially guys it's like sorry I just spent $10,000 on this piece of equipment don't touch my glasses um, it might be kind of hard but I don't know it's just a uh, I think to some extent you could see both sides. I could see a lot of people preferring to uh, only engage each other, you know, not in a physical sense, but going more into the tech-based, you know. Sure, you can do that here. You put on the the power glove and the the Oculus uh, glasses and um, uh, you just both enter into this virtual reality uh, space and if it can somehow trigger the right aspects of your brain, um, I think it would be uh, pretty handy. And I, it could especially be. with some of these films, um, I think it is a natural progression. Even in going back to a Sylvester Stallone movie, I'm such a great resource for movies. Uh, <laughs> Demolition Man. Uh, he gets cryogenically frozen, wakes up in the future. Uh, there is no physical sex has been outlawed. It's uh, the population is more controlled in that sense. But if they want to engage each other. They put on sensors, um, and there's just flashing images of the two people uh, connecting mm-hmm. in that space, and it's just more cleaner. And that's just the way it happened. So, so it's STD but, free at that point, and then there's no pregnancies going on. So how are they too. repopulating in an environment like that? It's curious, right? So if it really comes down to it, something like that showing up, how does the population repopulate if they're not, if they're not well, even willing to actually copulate? 
you uh, you get your husband in vitro. A sex doll. He has sex you with a sex bot. It takes the sperms and processes and inserts it in you. Yeah, exactly. It can, it's going to be so technical. Mm-hmm. I think there's <laughs> some value. Like last week on my show, I was talking about sexual surrogacy, and I think that the sex bots could actually add value to that kind of um, career as well. It's like you can utilize them for teaching stimulation in a way that's legal, right? So in so many parts of the world, there is like you're not allowed to to have any kind of like sexual contact legally. Like it's under, they would term it to be um, prostitution, right? So it's illegal. Wow. Um, but if you're using a sex bot in the same teaching environment, then you can you can probably get away with a lot more and still get the value of of the information across at the same time. So yeah, I wonder if that would be a great method of bringing into you know if if we had sex bots, say for example, in grade seven or eight or something, and um, you know you kind of getting your your sexual energies kind of kicking in there. That could be an interesting way to learn about a body, you know, to go, oh, okay, cool, this is a body. Everybody gets 10 minutes to go explore this body. You know, it's closet time. Go have fun with the robot. I don't know. It could be interesting. Nobody's doing that, right? It could be a totally different <laughs> reality with sex education. I think it could be fun. That's yeah. my point of view. <laughs> I'd probably go back to school for it yeah. just for the sake of trying it out. Yeah, I can picture that 10 years, 15 years from now, or whatever the case is. Son, did you have sex with my sex doll? No, Dad. Look, I don't care if you did. I know you did. Just just clean up, you know, just do <laughs> This is whatever. And actually, honestly, like kind of touching on that, um, you know, there are people out there that are marrying technology and like, or marrying items. Like, I don't know how yeah. they're getting away with this from a legal standpoint, but it's oh, no are. different, it's... and there's people out there that treat yeah. their women like property anyway. Um, so this is perfect. It sort of skips a step, you know. Now you <laughs> own something. Then women don't have to be uh, insulted for being treated as as an object because they aren't. It's the object being treated as an object. But there is that. Yeah, you were saying people marrying objects. That's called objectophilia, and I don't know when I did the show on that, but I I did do one on that, and and they are legally marrying these things because you can they can reword the marriage in a way that it'll work um because it's till death do you part and one woman tried to marry the Eiffel Tower another woman married a train another guy married a car um yeah it's it's um it is that's a whole other variation of mechanical sex right marrying the train and marrying the car and they they do have uh they do have sexual relations with these things mm-hmm. so the guy would will yeah the ejectophilia people will like penetrate they'll you know like for example the guy he might penetrate the muffler of the vehicle or somewhere wherever he can insert I his think, penis he'll put it in yeah and with a nice silicone slip over top i think that'd be good anything's possible yeah. right <laughs> they would have twisted reality we uh, had the joy of coker in there i like it um <laughs> so you know like i think at the the horror story of it all you know uh 
like Futurama forewarned that, you know, the dangers of sex robots. But I think on the flip side, I think uh, as far as safe prostitution and uh, there's a whole bunch of other aspects out there um, might be worthwhile. And honestly, I think uh, if, if you knew your husband was going in the basement and just fucking sex dolls and things like that, would you be okay with that or would that make you really jealous? No, I'd be cool. I mean, it's like, hey, Mike, hey, you need to have a break from me and be with a sex doll. It's like, would he be offended if I use a vibrator? No. So it's no different to me than me using a vibrator than him using a sex doll, which we don't have a basement or a sex doll, but it wouldn't bug me. And especially if the sex doll had, like, teaching capacities to be like, hey, have you tried this? Like, if if it's going to gift him some, like, newfound wisdom, cool. I'm I'm always willing to try something new, so that'd be cool. And women are sitting on dryers anyway, so I think, like you said, having that... And motorcycles, like you said. And motorcycles, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you well, get the sex I do spot appreciate on the road. Our... Yeah. This has gone to crazy places, my dear. But And I'm grateful that you were on with me tonight, because I was a little tired before we got on, and my body's been a little tired, and I really appreciate you coming on to chat this up with me, because it's such a bizarre topic. I think i would have like gone in even more crazy directions in my own head so you're like helping me just like stay focused and i didn't start talking about whisks and things that that might have gone in that area <laughs> so, and more stories about gerbils and whatever <laughs> so um how can the people find you jayman at caveman crossing yeah so essentially it's a new uh podcast online show for uh men not limited to men uh, so it's just Caveman Crossing with an X-I-N-G, and uh, we're going to be launching here in the near future there, but you can go to the website now and um, definitely uh, get signed up on our newsletter. We also got Facebook and social media on there, so it's going to be a, kind of a go-to resource site. We're actually going to be exploring this topic as well, a little bit more in-depth, bringing in a lot of experts like yourself and um, other guests, and uh, whether it's uh, how to handle that first date or how to cook a quick and easy meal. Uh, we're going to be bringing on a lot of different experts there so stay tuned for that so thanks for coming on and um, you're allowing me to uh, share a little bit about that and just kind of have some fun uh, like because this is how we talk anyways it's true i know these are just basically our conversations and you guys just listened in so thanks for being part of that although usually you start taking off your clothes and i'm like thanks jonathan how's it get any better than that happy day so thank you Thank you, everyone, for listening in, and thank you for being part of this. And join me next. Uh, join us next week if you're going to want to come back on next week, Jonathan, for part two of this. I'll let you know what the topic yeah, is. To. Part two of mechanical sex. Thank you for choosing to listen to the Pleasure Zone. Milica Yelenich will return next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.